electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. First trading day of August and futures are green. On some pretty good PMIs out of Europe today, the stalemate continues on Capitol Hill. Microsoft, TikTok, another busy week of earnings on tap. Oil's a bit soft, uh, near 40, as some watch for a possible resumption of OPEC production. But, Jim, we are poised to get another open uh, on the NAS, at least, above the record close. And what a weekend of developments regarding Microsoft. Look, I, I think Microsoft was the laggard. And if you recall, people did not like the quarter, which I thought was silly because Saudi really did deliver. But now we have something that puts them right in league, if not passing, in terms of the growth. Google and Facebook among a certain demographic that people really want. Uh, which is the childlike, no, which is the 18-year-old uh, demographic. I, I go on TikTok and I, I'm often astounded. There's a good one right now about Federal Express delivering packages versus UPS versus the post office. But, David, uh, your kids may like it. Uh, I find it soporific. At the same time, it's got a lot of viewers. It does. 80 million MAUs here in the States. Uh, yes, one of mine does. Typically, it does skew more female than male, and the other one doesn't. Um, but uh, this is a fascinating situation, guys, for any number of reasons. And unlike anything that I can recall having seen, in part because the government is so deeply involved in basically dictating the potential sale of a business to one company. And it really ends up being one company. You know, as you guys know, I've been following this uh, to, to a large extent uh, over the last few weeks. And it was a difficult thing to imagine. How would ByteDance go about disposing of this business if they weren't going to be selling it to one company? How would they do an IPO, an enormous IPO with their, uh, some of their investors rolling in? It was difficult, but the sale, pro- the sale route is certainly the one that would be easiest for them. At the same time, ByteDance, right, the giant Chinese company at this point, let's not forget, most recently valued at about $135 billion in the last round, which, of course, operates TikTok around the world and has a huge presence in China, um, is in a very difficult position because they're facing the possibility of being shut down in the U.S. or potential sale to what is really one, as I said, potential buyer, and that is Microsoft, which is currently in talks to acquire the company. Price of which, very difficult to know. But Microsoft certainly in a very advantageous position, it would seem, because I'm not quite sure what other avenues ByteDance would have. Certainly they could sue or they could try to use the legal system here to say this is being, uh, we're being wrong, wrongly shut down. But, you know, it would put them in a potentially precarious position, impact the overall value of the company in a significant way, given the growth potential of this business, as you point out, Jim. It's a billion in revenues now, but it could be as much as $6 billion next year if it continues at its current rate of growth. Um, so we'll just have to see here so many different cross currents. It is very, very uh, fluid, the situation at this point. And yet Microsoft is certainly in a very interesting position because, 
it's kind of got the only check mark. You can go through the list of potential buyers and why they can't do it. Microsoft, remember DOD already signing them on for that cloud contract that Amazon, of course, was challenging. So you see why, from a security standpoint, the U.S. certainly seems prepared to have Microsoft own that business. Well, I got to tell you something. I, I am perturbed by it to some degree. The Chinese communists have my email. I don't want them having my email. Will Microsoft be compromised in having to do things that the Chinese communists want? Uh, what will Microsoft have to give up in China? Uh, or what kind of security clearances are there? Is this the right move versus a company that has no contacts in China and therefore won't be pressured? So uh, I don't know. I mean, Carl, this weekend when I heard about this, I said to myself, geez, I am shocked that the president would go for this just because I think that this is the back door. Some people would say fifth column way to get into a major American company. And uh, I'm not crazy but, about it. Just Jim, um, yeah, Jim, there's if, also if Jim, if you are. The idea here is to have the assets completely owned and run by a U.S. company with fully owned by U.S. shareholders, or in this case, by Microsoft, everything being based in the U.S. I don't understand what your concerns conceivably would be How about with another something company? like that. How about another company that doesn't have as what, much what, in- what other company? How about PA? What other company would, How about General Atlantic you? buying it? How about General Atlantic? They're in there. Why don't they buy the whole thing? Hey, you know what? What? You're talking about what could be $25, $30 billion price tag, right? I mean, you could imagine. Certainly, that's at least a number that's been out there. We'll see where we end up. That's speculation. I don't know what price they're really talking about. How about Verizon to make make up their ridiculous media division? Well, maybe they're not interested. I mean, you know. Well, if it's a fire sale. Social has been something that might... That Microsoft has been interested for some time. Obviously, LinkedIn, one of their largest acquisitions. Don't forget years ago, the hostile bid they made for Yahoo, just watching Bomber on. Right. Uh, you know, they've always wanted social. You could imagine as well, Carl, that this will even supercharge the use of Azure. All that data that Jim's talking about, uh, you know, a huge data hog is TikTok, beneficial for the cloud business at Microsoft. And two ways, Carl. I don't know yeah. if I want them. They, the surveillance, I mean, monitoring. I mean, is this we the haven't door? mentioned the implicit risks, guys, of running a social network, right? There's all kind Twitter and Facebook can tell you all about that. Not to mention the possibility, maybe not likelihood, but the possibility that TikTok ends up being a MySpace or a flash in the pan. Balmer certainly did not seem to be dissuaded by, from, by that view when he spoke on Squawk Box a few moments ago. Here's what he said. I say this as the shareholder at this stage. I think it's an exciting proposition for Microsoft. Uh, obviously, it depends on the price. Price is important, and as well as whatever restrictions uh, come with it from a government perspective. But I think it's an exciting avenue for Microsoft to really increase its consumer base. Hmm. Increase its consumer base. Interesting, Jim, because others this morning tried to argue that it would operate more as a proof of uh, performance for something like Azure. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want that either. Again, I continue to believe that it would be better if TikTok ended up with someone that didn't have a lot of business in China. Microsoft has a lot of business in China. You can't access Bing in China. Uh, What are they going to what what can we how could we stop uh, TikTok from from just Sending everything over there, everything that we know, everything that we do in America will be owned by that. I know, David, you're saying, well, look, it's worse right now. I am saying that what if they go to Saudi and say, listen, here's the deal. Uh, You guys are doing real well. I'd like to see this kind of thing. How do we get it so that there are strictures on Microsoft? Because I think that Microsoft could be compromised. 
Well, I mean, I don't know, Jim. You know, they want to cleanse company. Apparently, the U.S. government does and has been very deeply involved in this. The CFIUS review, Secretary Mnuchin, of course, uh, that reports into Treasury. The president, we know. They want to cleanse company. I mean, this is a company that's been approved to provide cloud computing for the Department of Defense in that $10 billion contract. One would imagine it's hard to find another company that has been so vetted uh, as has Microsoft. I mean, Apple, for example, hugely levered into China. Yeah, I can imagine maybe why that might be problematic in some way. And then we can go down the other list of companies. Amazon. Well, we know the president doesn't like them, so forget them. And you can't do a large acquisition if you're Facebook. By the way, Instagram, potentially a big beneficiary if TikTok does get closed down. Uh, I mean, just go down the list. Uh, Snapchat, not big enough, right? Probably to actually doesn't want to spend that much money, probably doesn't have the wherewithal to get it done. I don't know where you end up other than Microsoft, Jim. I mean, P.E. is sort of possible, but man, that would be a huge lift as well, given the equity check you'd have to write there. Not impossible, but not for a company that's producing enormous amounts of cash right now. So, uh, you know, it's a growth company, not typical, not as typical, perhaps, for, for, for these guys to step up in that big a way. Although I guess you could have Co2 roll in and and. Uh, and and Bill Ford roll in and, you know, I, I don't know. It's well, hard. I'm not, I'm not Versus Tyson getting shut down. To buy it, for getting shut down. I'm not talking about Hormel. Yeah. You, Bill Ford, General Atlantic, <laughs> they can put together a group. They could make this happen. I, why I, is that better? Why is that better than Microsoft? They don't, I don't because understand. Because they don't have as much at stake. And I actually don't want the Defense Department to be linked up with TikTok. David, someone once did a special. Is be a US someone did a entity, special in this An network. entire U.S. entity. That's what it's going to be. Entirely cut off from the rest of it. You could now you can make an argument that Microsoft is taking on something kind of weird because the rest of TikTok around the world, other than I think it's New Zealand, Australia, Canada, uh, will be run by ByteDance. And so how you coordinate these properties, maybe you don't in any way, shape or form, but it's going to be an entirely U.S. uh, U.S. centric Business. I want an entire firewall. I don't want them, to, the Chi- communist Chinese, to have any ability to influence Microsoft whatsoever. I wish that Microsoft would find a way to make it so you cannot get Bing at all in China. And I just, you, look, right. it's a let, look, so Microsoft, we can't have, let's see, who doesn't want to do it? I mean, this is uh, a lot of straw men here. Clorox doesn't want to do well, it. I mean, we can find a company well, and get General Atlantic to, to be with them. Would, they have a lot of money. We can put together TPG. We put together General Atlantic. You can put together this deal yourself, David. Hey, we do a SPAC, for heaven's sake. <laughs> well, yeah, roll into a SPAC. Jim, I think what you're pointing to is the difficulty overall in the relationship between China and the U.S. at this point. As you are the, a hawk yes. on that. Yes. Duly noted. And well, this is just and, a pawn in that larger game that's going on between yeah. these two superpowers, economic superpowers. Totally right. Jim, that's to that I, point, you know, we haven't mentioned... We haven't mentioned Zoom uh, today uh, starting to deal in China only through third parties. Uh, Nine to five Mac says that Apple is stripping 30,000 apps from the app store in China. So I wonder if all of these things you think are sort of representing a decoupling, at least in tech, in real time. It could. Uh, Again, I know that the issue is not the incredibly stupid videos that my kids waste their time on. Uh, One kid, uh, and she's since divorced from it. It's about giving them information. David, I gave the Chicoms my password. You know, they're in. They're in. They've got my email, okay? David, you taught me that you don't want them to have your email. I learned it from you, and you're special. But now it's okay? (laughs) I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying that the the government is very much aware of this and that this part of a long running effort that you have been talking about. But to Carl's point that is going to separate 
the two largest economies on the planet and continues to. And I, I don't know if that ultimately ends up being a good thing, Jim. Well, we should hear from Eunice about whether how close Bing is to the government. Carl, right? Yeah, yeah, Eunice, we got to get the view of how this is all playing in Beijing. Uh, Eunice Yoon joins us today. Hi, Eunice. Hey, guys. Well, it was really interesting hearing your your conversation because I think the message of decoupling is being heard loud and clear over here as well. I was spending um, uh, several uh, days talking to uh, various tech people in the tech community, and uh, they all think that if they have global ambitions or if they're thinking about a listing in the U.S., that they really need to reconsider their plans. So um, ByteDance um, uh, did confirm some developments itself in a letter that uh, Zhang Yiming, who's the founder, uh, sent to his staff. He said that uh, the U.S. review did determine that it had to sell TikTok um, TikTok's U.S. operations and that ByteDance was in talks with a certain technology company. Uh, he also, though, added that ByteDance is still exploring other possibilities. And a lot of the reporting out here has been that ByteDance uh, does still prefer an independent spinoff. Now, the company also believes that it's a victim of the intense political environment. It also said in a statement that um, it was uh, very frustrated with what it saw as underhanded tactics by um, one of its rivals in the U.S., Facebook. Um, And then the Chinese government, as it would, uh, weighed in, uh, saying that it opposed any U.S. action that discriminates against Chinese companies. But what was interesting is the reaction on social media here. Because uh, when the situation with um, uh, Huawei um, uh, came up, the, there was this upswell of nationalism around Huawei. Um, however, with ByteDance, it's totally the opposite. There are a lot of people online who are calling the founder a traitor because he uh, dared to attempt to build a business in the U.S. Uh, they've also been um, essentially uh, saying that he's uh, calling him all sorts of names uh, because he had praised American values and uh, said that America, unlike in China, is a place where you can openly discuss matters. So I think what this shows is just how polarized the situation has become now. Um, and again, like I said, the, that, that there's a message that's being sent that if you do want to work in the U.S., uh, you got to think again. So, Eunice, how much business does Microsoft do in China and what kind of influence can the Chinese communist government uh, put on Microsoft, even if it is separate? Well, it's I mean, that's difficult to say because, uh, I mean, Microsoft does have a business here. Um, You guys were mentioning Bing. Bing is actually my the go to search engine in English here for me anyway, because a lot of times uh, if you want to go on Google, it gets blocked. Even if you use a VPN, sometimes it's really sticky. And then if you want to go um, use Yahoo, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But Bing is quite reliable. There so um, in terms of, of search engine, it's the one that you would go to um, outside of, you know, among the, the, the international players. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say how much leverage the Chinese government would have on Microsoft any more than any other international company, because, um, as you guys know, one of the issues that the American community and international businesses here have uh, with uh, China is that a lot of times retaliation comes in uh, several different forms. Yeah. You know, Eunice, you mentioned, of course, the preference being a spinoff. That is something that I know uh, based on what I've uh, been reporting or hearing for the last couple of weeks was a real focus for ByteDance. 
some sort of full yeah. spinoff of the business uh, into U.S. hands, so to speak. Um, I mean, if you're ByteDance and you're Yi Ming, the founder who, uh, who you've been talking about, you're in a very difficult position here. You're dealing with uh, the Trump administration, maybe even directly with President Trump. Uh, but you're faced with the potential of having your business completely shut down and losing all the value that you've created as a result or some sort of end game where you can at least bring some money in. And don't forget, ByteDance has a lot of large U.S. investors. I think we should make that point. General yes. Atlantic being amongst them, the one that Jim has mentioned a number of times as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of those people would um, really want to make sure uh, this company in some way, shape, or form, TikTok, does survive because they have a vested interest. They put a lot of money in and they don't want to see uh, the uh, value of, of TikTok in the U.S. with, uh, you know, it's hundreds of million, it's, 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 hundred, it's hundred million uh, uh, subscribers, as you guys were talking about, like it, that, that they would see that all that value go away. And uh, I think it is, it is quite difficult, uh, guys, uh, Carl, to, you know, for, for ByteDance to see something that it's built, um, you know, just completely disappear. Sure. Uh, although a lot of companies are having to do some calculus around something like that, uh, Eunice. Uh, thank you. We'll talk to you about uh, this, of course, more this, uh, this morning, uh, Eunice Yoon in Beijing. A lot more to get to, guys. At least half a dozen upgrades of some pretty big names this morning on the sell side. we got new CEOs at Tyson and Clorox, a bankruptcy at Lord & Taylor, and we will look for any signs of a compromise on the Hill this morning. Futures are green. We're back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We have been for the $600. Uh, they have a $200 proposal, which does not meet the needs of America's working families. And it's a condescension, quite frankly, because they're saying really don't need it. They're just staying home uh, because they make more money at $600. And Speaker Pelosi obviously talking about the negotiations that continue this morning and this afternoon on the Hill Gym. And Meadows uh, not encouraging on the Sunday shows. Look, I think that Meadows is the hardliner. Uh, and it's very interesting that his team with Secretary Mnuchin really wants a deal. And I believe that I still believe that a, a deal is possible, uh, if only because this would be, I think, hurt the Republicans very much. We're in a situation where August is going to be a tough month, uh, not just uh, PPP, but which can still help. But just the idea that there are so many places now all over America that are boarded up. And this is the month, David, you, we've been talking about this forever. This is the month where you went through the security deposit of the people you, uh, who you uh, leased to, and now you want them out. 
and the only people who can really survive in this atmosphere are the giant companies. The uh, H&M's, when I was going down 42nd Street yesterday, it reminded me of 1979. I mean, I, I, there were a couple stores that were open. Almost every place is either boarded up or being leased, uh, of which, of course, they can't find any lessers. So I, I think, I mean, you can't find any uh, tenants. So, David, th- this is push comes to shove. They got to get a deal. They got to get a deal because America's changing right now in front of us. Yeah. And to your point, uh, I mean, you do wonder as a landlord, it's not like your next tenant is going to be in a better position. If you find another tenant, certainly as a commercial landlord, Jim, I don't think there's much prospect that you're going to find another tenant who's paying anywhere near the rate that your last tenant was if you're lucky enough to find anybody to take vacant space. Exactly right. Exactly. Oh, Jim, today's the 13th anniversary of your They Know Nothing rant. Uh, Maybe (laughs) it's a different crew uh, that knows nothing this time around. Take a quick break here. More Squawk on the Street continues in a minute. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. NASDAQ will open above its record close again today, driven in part by some upgrades of names like Pinterest, Merck, Qualcomm, Yum, Under Armour, Expedia, also in that mix. We'll get to all of that when Squawk in the Street continues on this Monday morning. Welcome back. Four minutes to go, but three minutes to go before we get to an opening bell. Let's squeeze in a mad dash. Clorox going to have a new CEO, Jim. Yes, Linda Rendell, I met last year. She uh, oversaw the Ignite program, which really has brought out some tremendous value. Uh, it Corox it, it is first female CEO. Uh, I know that Ben O'Dour, who will be on tonight, has said it's about time. Remember, it is a CPG company. Most of the purchases are done by women. Uh, overshadowed organic sales growth of 24 percent, 170 basis point gross margin increase, 28 percent diluted earnings growth. Uh, but the reason why people uh, why the stock is down is probably quizzical. It's not because of the change at the top. Ben was there for six years. Uh, it is because they offered guidance that, frankly, is so conservative that that is to be considered a disappointment ahead. Uh, I don't know. I think that the company is historically conservative. Uh, I do think that if you were Linda, you'd like to start out with this low uh, bar. And if you're Benno, you can always claim you can always say, look, look where I'm going out. It's been a remarkable run. I think Benno reinvented this company in a way that is just dramatic and exciting. And uh, it is probably the single biggest beneficiary other than uh uh, Lysol, Renke Benkhauser, we had Renke last week, uh, because it's a health company. It's a hygiene company at a time when the only thing that kills COVID that we know is bleach. 
and they are as synonymous with bleach. Uh, they did it with Ebola, and they did it when they're doing it with COVID-19. You have to have it. We, it's very hard to get. We've got Centiva, which is their terrific-smelling Clorox. But anyone who doesn't have Clorox, I think at this point, is really I question whether they really want to kill this damn thing. <laughs> Although it does still remain something of a, of a, a question as to how, re- how readily it, it, uh, it replicates from surfaces. Uh, right, and that's how contagious the, it really is. Right, I still keep the packages yeah, outside. That, um, Dr. Fauci with some very negative comments about how this thing could always be with us. Uh, we have Clorox everywhere. I guess that doesn't do the, that doesn't keep you from getting it. No. I mean, I've got many different Man, masks these I'm, days. That doesn't keep you from getting it. You try. No, right? those six years went by fast, Jim. For uh, yeah, yeah. For I mean, I was shocked. Wow. I sent him a note saying, "Geez, I." I think it's too fast because he's been so terrific. But he says he wants he's got other things he wants to do in his life. I think this is actually a refrain now we're seeing from a lot of CEOs who want to go ahead, want to turn over the reins and want to go do something else that is give back. And that is what Benno wants to do. And I think he's certainly reinvented the company in a very positive way. If you look at that stock chart, you'll know that when Carl Icahn tried to buy it, what, in the 70s, David, that would have been a mistake. Uh, for the company to sell. But Benno did a remarkable job in a short yes. time. I just wish, you know, he's in his, he's 56. 56. That's young, David. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, me- <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Tyson, uh, new CEO Dean Banks, will begin October 3rd, uh, even as $1.40 beats 93 cents. Uh, revenue slightly light. There's the uh, opening bell, guys, and a look at uh, the breadth as it fills in. Speaking of uh, getting rid of COVID, Jim, Interesting new phase three antibody study out of Lilly for LYCOV555. They're basically enrolling 2,400 to look at high-risk settings like nursing homes, Jim. If we could maybe put a lid on just that component of this disease, uh, that would go a long way toward helping us mitigate uh, this pandemic. Exactly. 8% of the deaths are nursing homes. A typical VY Lilly to be not promotional. They came out today. Uh, and said it. They did not mention on their conference call where the stock was. If you look at the chart, you'll see that people regarded this one as a disappointment, uh, kind of like Microsoft when they, they so-called disappointed. I, I think David Ricks is amazing, and he is so non-promotional. Uh, versus, uh, you know, David, my friends at Moderna who are using hotspots for its tests. In other words, when you have a vaccine, if you just are hanging around a New York deli, you're not going to get it. So they're, they're really focused on uh, people who are in Florida, California, Texas uh, with their trial. And that makes sense. I'm going to give Moderna to that, uh, that. I'm going to give them a nod there. Tip of the hat. You know, David. Yeah, you yeah. want. Right. You, uh, you want to have. I mean, obviously, you're going to have people who don't have the virus, but you do need a cohort that I guess does. Um, yep. Merck also up, guys, after an upgrade from uh, Goldman Sachs this morning to a buy. A lot of the call, or at least a decent amount, Roger Perlmutter on Friday, I pointed this out, but was focused on what's now called MK4482, which is their antiviral in phase two, soon to move into phase three trials. That is, uh, you know, according to Perlmutter, at least showing uh, showing a lot of very positive signs. And that's you the know, pill, so David, we talk right? so you often about it, vaccines. Test, right, you test, what yep. happens? Yep. You take it for five days, yes. oral antiviral, five days, and it immediately defeats the virus, and and that's that's it. So if you're in the uh, NBA, so, you know, we you talk- get the instant uh, right. results, right? But if you're the rest of us, if you get it in 14 days, David, how, does it does it help you get your results? No, say seven, it 14 but days. Here, exactly. But if if in this case, Jim, you you had signs. Now, of course, one of the things is people. So many people are asymptomatic, but. If you actually are sick or were exposed to somebody you know has gotten sick, you would take this, these oral antivirals 
A five-day course is what they're talking about, and that would be it. I think, you know, we talk so often about vaccines because it's easier for people to understand the concept of it, but these could be equally, if not more important in some way, given they may be available sooner. Yes. And certainly uh, the case for using them is going to be much stronger because you're going to be sick and you're going to want to take something that certainly could defeat the virus if possible. Uh, and again, that's why I continue to focus so much on it. Um, it does appear that I've heard as well that Operation Warp Speed, you know, those active ACTIV right. trials that the government is funding, it's the only one of 70 antivirals that are out there that they are focused on actually getting into trials as well that would be government funded for phase three. So. Keep an eye on Merck and keep an eye on that. Least promotional company in pharma, the only CEO that has said, hey, listen, you know, this we're being maybe pressured by the government, Ken Frazier. So I think that that's is the outfit that I trust the most. It would be probably so great because you take a pill and then you go back to work instead of this incredibly amorphous thing that we're doing now. Is it 14 days? Is it seven days? Well, will coach Peterson from the Eagles. Will he be able to coach now? Can he coach later? Coach third week? I mean, nobody knows yeah. anything. I mean, for coach Peterson, he's asymptomatic. Well, then he becomes symptomatic. What happens on day eight? I just find that this whole world, other than Adam Silver and the NBA dome, the Iron Dome does not know what it's doing. And it's still impossible. I hear that the tests are being diverted now from our area, Carl. So uh, I, I think a five, this pill is going to be another thing that is done in, in, in slipshod way and it won't be Merck's fault. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, guys, uh, M&A continues to be a pretty powerful lens with which to look at some of the movers. Uh, Microsoft's up there this morning, Jim, as we've discussed already, but so is KSU on some of the private equity chatter from Friday. Yeah, that's extraordinary. Uh, so Qualcomm uh, is... I mean, go I, ahead. Yeah, I, look the, I, I just think the KSU, why would private equity want to go be in an in a crazy, you know, most cyclical business, the rails, although obviously Warren Buffett has it, but I think that's an up and down, totally up and down. And I would not do that. It's not Lord and Taylor, which is just down and down. Uh, I think the better one is Elliott Partners and what they suggested, David. Remember when they told Marathon that perhaps they should sell Speedway and the Marathon said, you don't want to sell Speedway. It really works together. Well, how'd they do? How did they do Marathon? They they did very well. What's interesting to me, though, is the stock price is not doing much. Uh, Just moved into positive territory a moment ago. It was actually down. I would have thought otherwise. Uh, We're talking about a twenty one billion dollar sale of their Speedway division to uh, to seven and I Corp or seven eleven is what we know them as in this country, of course, which will dramatically increase the size of, uh, of 7-Eleven here in the United States. There's also a fuel. There's an agreement between the two for 15 years in terms of Marathon providing fuel to the Speedway stations. Um, they were very close earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year. I was following it a lot more closely then. And then things fell apart. And then we moved into COVID. Uh, they just didn't quite get to the finish line with 7-Eleven at that point. This time they do. It's about $16.5 billion in net proceeds. They're going to use it to pay down debt and to buy back stock. Uh, and to your point, one would think it would get a very positive reception. The stock is finally moving a bit higher as we're speaking here, Jim. But, um, you know, at the outset of this auction yet again, the second time around, $21 billion would have been seen as a very strong outcome given the multiple to, I think it was around $2 billion in EBITDA that this thing generates. Yeah, you got to buy this. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is just a fantastic move. Look at Marathon uh, dividends. That, you know, Carl, this, this is not supposed to be an exciting time. you got the Varian deal. It makes an end-to-end oncological yeah. play with Siemens. They're, they're, it's supposed to be dead. David, how is it not dead? 
It's not dead. You know, there's some there's some interesting activity. Now, Speedway was something that had occurred, fell apart or at least didn't get to the finish line pre-COVID and now restarted. Obviously, TikTok and Microsoft is completely its own thing uh, as a result of, of current conditions. But you're right. And then, you, you know, the the undercurrent, particularly when it comes to cancer therapeutics, which is the variant deal, is always been pretty strong. And there does seem to be a willingness on the part of CEOs to once again commit to doing deals. When boards have signed off on something previously, they seem very willing to come back to it, at least at this point in time, Jim. So M&A is here. And it, judging, at least from what I'm hearing in conversations, you know, bankers are no longer talking about restructurings and capital markets. M&A bankers, I mean, they are actually back to talking about, yeah, deals are potentially going to happen. But as you well know, if you get a lot of volatility in the stock market, uh, things could come to a quick end in terms of any real momentum. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Oh, uh, money is definitely cheap, Jim. Um, I noticed Alphabet today, six-part debt offering, along with this investment in ADT, uh, worth about $450 million, in which they'll pair Nest with uh, that home security company. Getting interesting there. Yeah, six billion homes, and you got uh, 6.6%, $450 million. There was a heavy short position, a mid-teen short position ADT, because uh, it had been viewed as a failing enterprise, and it's no longer failing. So I think that that's uh, a nice resurrection there. ADT up five versus Marathon, though. The Marathon's the, the buy, ADT's the sale. Yeah, but you got, I mean, that's exactly what you said as usual, Jim. I think the idea around ADT was, you know, it's not particularly good. I happen to be a, a user and thought it's really? a very strong service. Do you just have the sign yeah, up well, or you actually things? have it? No, I got it. I got really? it. I pay the monthly bill. Well, you and put it, the sign and it works very well. And they're, um, no, I've I really got it. I, by the way, I've got Nest too. And I, I'll tell you, those I haven't been as happy with. I've had to send them back really? a couple of times because of their connectivity issues. Yeah. So, but Did it's interesting, you installing a Nest, I don't know. I mean, it's the first time sharing it, but you installing a Nest is not that easy. And so the idea is that ADT is going to be able to help with that. Um, once, then you can set it up fairly easily, but actually installing it in terms of the wiring, people try to do it at home. It's not as easy as you might think. I still have some questions as to the reliability of the devices themselves, as I said, but, uh, um, and it's a non-voting stake. I mean, these are the kind of deals that Google's going to have to do. Jim, because it's unclear that they're ever going to be able to buy anything outright again, given the trouble they're having in just closing the Fitbit deal, which was, what, a $2 billion deal. Amazing. Carl, it's exciting time. Much more exciting than you expected this time uh, it of is. year. Uh, well, it's not always for the right reasons. Uh, Navarro's on Fox right now uh, saying the president wants immediate progress on unemployment and eviction while the broader uh, virus aid talks continue. Washington Post does have a piece out this morning, guys, that says the White House is looking at things they could do unilaterally uh, in absence of a deal. One of them is an idea from Stephen Moore uh, that would have the IRS immediately stop collecting payroll tax. Uh, not sure if that's part of the calculus at the White House, Jim, but uh, any kind of skinny deal is something that Democrats so far have been resistant to. Right. That's a backdoor Larry Kudlow move. Larry and uh, Steve always close the I have never been a big fan because I worry about uh, the where the money's supposed to go for payroll tax. But I, I think that I still believe that they will have a quarter. I think that a, a deal. I think that the Republicans will give it give in, maybe give two hundred dollars more and that will satisfy uh, Speaker Pelosi. But it's got to happen because, boy, if it doesn't happen uh, and people stop getting that extra money. I don't know. They won't be able to afford the rent. They won't be able to afford their mortgages. Well, and that will cause yeah. the banks to yeah. take a huge hit. 
That's why uh, Morgan Stanley, Mike Wilson today, Jim, we find it highly unlikely Congress is going to fail to extend this. They, they have that old saying, uh, there's no such thing as a temporary government program. So they say, though, it doesn't mean we won't need to weather some uncertainty around the passage of it. So we would use any weakness around a delay to add to equities. I think he's dead right. He's been really good. He comes on a lot. He's had many good things to say. He's been a kind of a beacon. We, we have, oh, here, Navarro was talking about that he, he's not clear. He's not really, doesn't seem to like this TikTok deal, David. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, shareholders of Microsoft seem to be encouraged by it. I mean, that stock is up 4.2%. Somewhat mm. surprised because you could have at least, you would imagine some of their uh, investors kind of questioning it, but that does not to be, appear to be the case. They've been so successful on the enterprise level under Satya Nadella. Uh, obviously, Xbox is a successful consumer product, but they've had a very mixed history when it comes to sort of bringing things directly to the consumer uh, 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 Jim, I had a question on the payroll tax for you, Jim. I yeah. just don't quite understand what is seen as the benefit. Is it just seen as being stim- stimulative in some way? Because right, it, payroll taxes for people actually have jobs, not for people who don't have jobs. David, what can I say? Seems ill-advised to me. Suboptimal way to put money in people's hands because they're the people who already have the money. But David, you know, you raise a good point, which is that it, it, it's not the way to go. Yeah. OK. I just wanted to make sure I was No, you're dead right. I mean, like, let's let's give uh, let's why don't we give a break to the people who make more than two billion? Sure. Cut, that's the cutoff. Sure. They make more than two billion. <laughs> right. I mean, I've got Atlassian on tonight. They've got two guys in Australia and they each are worth 10 billion. Now, should that maybe that's if they're Australian, I guess you can't tax them, but. I don't know. Do, what do they think of there? What do they think of in the White House? Is they, let's just let's help. I mean, of course, David, what, if you make a billion, you don't have there's a cutoff of the payroll tax. So you don't get hurt. Oh, there is. Yeah. You I didn't get, realize that. Yeah. OK, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you get hurt. OK, thank you for that. I, I, no I can't wait to. I can't wait to hear your uh, segment on Pinterest, though, Jim, as UBS in the heel on the wake in the wake of that incredible quarter uh, does go to buy 23 up to 42. Um, But, I mean, the superlatives that surrounded that print were pretty impressive. Well, the July numbers are up 50 percent and they've been a big beneficiary, even on the call. They say it of the boycott. They use the term boycott. Carl, I've got to tell you, the consumer packaged goods money, and we'll ask Clorox tonight, we just have Benno, not Linda, um, is going toward Pinterest because it's so not controversial. It's uh, great recipes. They have a new section on glamping, by the way. I think it is very good. Uh, and, and so what happens is, like, there isn't an ounce of, of, uh, 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 of controversy on Pinterest whatsoever. It is the, it, it's the Mr. Rogers of this. It's the, I don't know, you can call it whatever you want, but it's, it is certainly clean. It's whole. It's American. But believe it or not, most of the growth has come international. But, yeah, Pinterest is going to be killer. And Ben is a really nice guy. And nice guys deserve to win now and then. I like it. Um, Yeah. As I recall, he had been a guest of this show at one point. But I guess I guess that's over with. Um, Thank you for that, Jim. No problem. Um, Look, Bomber, I knew very well at college and uh, he's been poached by. Uh, 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 by Squawk yeah, and Howard's, how, uh, you know, Howard Schultz poached by Squawk, and we're going to have to have a talk with Squawk. No. Yeah, well, yeah. listen, we're it's competitive friends. here between our we're show all units. Friends. Yeah, we are. Jim, by the way, Marathon now up over 4%. No, there so, you go. Uh, yeah, Good. We have more power is, than the stupid brokers. Life. 
The brokers are like, hey, I think marathon. <laughs> well, and yeah, of course, like, like the guys it's really have, like, helpful a when you upgrade Pinterest. I'm upgrading yeah. marathon Pete upgrade right Pinterest here. a day later. I tried to upgrade yeah. Pinterest on Friday, but I was, you know, I didn't have the number yet. Pinterest is unbelievable. Who knew that July was so good? Who knew the consumer packaged good companies want to go there? They are the ones. Look, it's soft. It's nice. It's cuddly. Right? Do you know, do you know that there's a lot of stuff on TikTok that you don't want your kids to watch, David? There's a lot of yeah. four-letter words on TikTok. Right. You know that? Well, hey, don't forget the per- first person you heard about TikTok from. I always remember that. It's the only time I ever told you something I don't think you knew already. Um, Microsoft, Carl, is up almost 5%. Uh, so if, they're get- if they want some more encouragement to get this deal done, they're getting it in the marketplace today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one reason uh, NASDAQ all-time high this morning, guys. And the eco data flow continues. Let's get to Rick Santelli this morning. Hey, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, our July final read for market PMI, which goes back to 2017, is out. And it takes out this 51.3. That was a mid-July read. It's now replaced with 50.9, 50.9. The good news, it's over 50, so it's an expansion mode. But it did digress just a bit, and 50.1 is the best level. Well, since 50.7, that was a February number. Uh, we will have ISM national number coming out in about 15 minutes. And if we look at what's going on with 10-year no yields, fascinating. We're up three basis points. Curve's actually steepening today with twos being unchanged. And maybe that two-day chart shows us the most important issue, and that is we settle a bit under 53. The old all-time low yield was around 54 basis points of Friday. We finally took out, go back to March 1st, that March 9th low yield close and replaced it with a bit under 53. Now, that might not sound like an important deal. Well, in a way it is, though. We've all known it was most likely coming. Treasury rates continue to compress. The Fed still says lower for as long as the eye can see. And, of course, with Congress continuing to debate uh, with regard to whether we're going to increase the deficits more, it really creates this dichotomy of how debts are going up around the globe in a huge way, but interest rates are not only going down, pretty much sovereigns are making pushes to all-time lows. Finally, foreign exchange has been dominated by weakness in the dollar. It's July was down close to 4%. But, boy, we've had a couple of days of bounces. Uh, This chart is the two-day of the euro, which is the mirror image. You can see it's lost a bit of ground. Uh, We see our COVID uh, spikes in the U.S. maybe moderating a bit. And we may have, according to some of the reports, overemphasized some of the positives of the euro economy. Listen, uh, if we look at GDP, whether it was Spain, whether it was Germany, if you looked at it annualized, even though the U.S. wasn't terrific, it was still better than most of those European economies, especially Germany. And so the debate goes on where investors are best served. And at least for the moment, the dollar index popping a bit and the euro taking a step back. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick, we'll see you in a few minutes uh, for ISM. In the meantime, uh, 4% gains for names like Qualcomm, Microsoft, Tesla, and Apple. As we said, NASDAQ all-time high this morning. And Politico just now saying that Meadows and Mnuchin will head to the hill around 1 o'clock. We'll watch that. Back in a minute. He has no idea. Kramer. I have talked to the heads of almost every single one of these firms in the last 72 hours, and he has no idea what it's like out there. None. And Bill Poole has no idea what it's like out there. My people have been in this game for 25 years, and they are losing their jobs, and these firms are going to go out of business, and he's nuts. They're nuts. They know nothing. Kramer. 
I have not seen it like this since I went five bid for a half a million shares of Citigroup when I got hit in 1990. This is a different kind of market, and the Fed is asleep. No introduction necessary on that clip, Jim. Uh, Kids that were born on that day are almost in high school. Yeah, I mean, this was just frustration at the time because... Uh, the Fed was, uh, they were jolly. If you go look at the actual, not the minutes, but the transcript, it was mentioned uh, at the next Fed meeting. And there were, it says underneath this print, laughter, uh, because it, it was, I was viewed as an alarmist. Uh, I mean, an alarmist, by the way, on uh, COVID-19. Uh, I think vindicated a little bit earlier on COVID-19 than I was then. But that was uh, my old friend, Aaron Burnett, who remained a good friend. She's fantastic. And she uh, uh, played the straight person to the lunatic. And, David, you know that um, it, that was uh, I lost my temper, but I've become far more Jeffersonian. Yeah. He's now been discredited. I'm trying. Oh, he's not discredited completely. Yeah, you are Jimmy Chill. Yes. I do remember that on my office at, 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 at our headquarters is in the back on the second floor. And I had no idea what was going on, but I was scared because I heard yelling uh, such a decibel that I thought the building might be on fire. Um, but it was just you. Uh, but you know what? It's important to get the big ones right, Jim. And right. so uh, that and then COVID, too, uh, where, you know, some of us were, were making light of, of some of your predictions. At Including the you at my birthday hey. party. Yes, I will. Listen, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> Because then I'm going to have to make amends to everybody. I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to so, have one again. But you know what, David? You're I'm oh, right. I mean, this you're going to have this, another one. All right. No, yeah. I'm saying that they're going to have another one. Where are we going to have it? Around a campfire, six at a well, time. Maybe we'll wait for the for the next big birthday. So we got another four and a half plus years. Four years, Carl. Um, yeah, um, hopefully it's not that long to wait, Jim. Uh, we'll take a break here uh, as we uh, watch the, uh, the move on Apple is basically all of the Dow's gain at the moment. We're back in a moment. President's up watching the stock market. Record high Nasdaq, he says. It would all come crashing down if Sleepy Joe ever became president. Of course, we know the Nasdaq 100, nearly half of it is made up of just about six companies, including Microsoft, also in the news, which we'll get to when Squawk on the Street comes back. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah, there's been something going on that people are so upset about the big five and Apple. I think the thing that we're most should be focused on is the endless target raise when a stock goes up. This morning, Square, Deutsche Bank raises it from 120 to 140. I mean, you just get these every morning. Now, someone comes in tomorrow and say, look, I got to raise my price target from, one th- from 130 to 160. And those are the kinds of things that I don't like, even though I like Square very much. It, this is on the same quarter over and over again. PayPal, same thing. It, you just Square, PayPal, Square, PayPal. The analysts cannot avoid, they love raising price targets, and it's just been moved up on that. <laughs> Not necessarily on new information, like Microsoft. I prefer the Microsoft way to move up. Yeah, sometimes even the downgrade. Or yeah, sometimes the downgrades, Jim, uh, yes. get a price target elevated. Yeah, oh, um, that's always great. So yeah, Pinterest tonight. Yes, and Clorox, it will be Benno. Notice the stock is down five. Could be an opportunity that is very negative guidance that I think is unwarranted. And then Atlassian, they always answer, they're Australian. And every question uh, they answer with, mate, let me tell you. So look forward to mate. I've never been uh, considered mate other than, say, on the USS Minnow stint that I did, David. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, what? Don't look now, but Apple's approaching $2 trillion in market cap, to your, your earlier point, Jim. 
well, Carl, this is it. I mean, there's a lot of good news, Apple. I don't know what the news is for some of these other companies that just keeps going up. Those are the ones we should worry about. Yeah, there you go. Now, Apple doing some heavy lifting uh, today, Jim. What a um, quarter We'll see had. you tonight. Okay. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.